0: And a very good morning to you, Captain William Bailey from Deschutes County Sheriff's Office is in studio with us this morning. William, good morning, sir.
1: Morning, Frank. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks
0: for coming back. We appreciate you uh, coming in studio and, and spending a little time with us today. Um, we just had Gary Lewis in talking about hunting season, deer season starts Saturday. You guys are going to be ramping up, it sounds like.
1: Well, we just want to remind the community that uh, you know public lands are shared for everyone and um this coming upcoming weekend is a big transition where there's going to be lots of hunters out in the woods on the national forest um, doing what they're enjoying doing and so people that are typically out hiking and biking and enjoying the national forest throughout the year there's just going to potentially be some um, heavy use for the coming uh 10 days and we just want people to be aware of that if they are going out in the woods with their dogs um, with their friends to just be aware there are now hunters probably in the woods on Saturday. Um, and just, uh, you know, wear bright clothing, um, stay on the main trails, make sure, you know, if, if you do see a hunter, um, let your presence be known so that they know you're there. So we don't have any of those, um, tragic conflicts out in the woods.
0: We have pretty good safety record regarding that, don't we, here in Juice County?
1: We do, and uh, you got a little wood here on the edge of the table, and uh, and I think that is because of the education component. Everybody understands that uh, if we can educate, let people know, hey, this weekend there's going to be more people in the woods doing different things um, and allow people the opportunity to prepare. Um, if they do choose to go out and, and recreate in the national forest, that there could be other people using it. and. Um, uh, maybe for the next 10 days, they just skip going out in the forest and then they use some of our trails, you know, in the city of Bend or, um, some of the more populated areas around the county.
0: All right. Good safety concerns. It's going to be, um, at least for the start of it, it's going to be a dry start. We haven't seen much chance of, uh, uh any really good rainfall and that hasn't helped the fire situation either.
1: Yeah. We're, I think we're all hoping for the moisture to come over help, uh, Uh, have an impact on the cedar creek fire and the other fires and then reduce that fire danger throughout the county Uh, still not out of the woods yet we want to make sure that uh, we get the temperatures and the moisture before people start uh, getting out in the woods and having campfires Um, we're almost there just hopefully a couple more weeks and we won't have to worry about the wildfire risk i'm just hoping the longest
0: summer hasn't going to be followed by the longest winter uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) hey um there was a drug bust uh, yesterday, and it sounded like these were Central Oregon residents, but it, uh, according to the release, sounded like they were coming back from Portland, bringing a haul with them to sell commercial quantities of all sorts of drugs. What are you seeing from your point of view?
1: Yeah, uh, we are seeing uh, a lot of that. A lot of our investigations on our street crime side and even the code side involve people bringing large amounts of drugs, and particularly fentanyl, into our area. And fentanyl propo- uh, poses a, a really big risk to our community, and it's definitely something that weighs on my mind and um, is a concern for law enforcement in general is that, that drug coming into the area, um, it being um, given to people that are not expecting it, you know, whether you're at a party or you are you ask someone, you, have, you know, you have a backache and you ask someone for a pain pill and you get a pill that you don't know what it is. Uh, two grains of fentanyl can kill someone and we are seeing uh, an increase of those fentanyl type exposures and uh, you know fortunately we've prepared for that somewhat we've got narcan in our patrol cars our deputies have it Uh, it's in our jail so we have the ability to respond to that Um, we want to add that um, narcan to our deputies patrol vests, so they have it on them and uh, what we're seeing is it's taking uh, multiple doses of narcan to get people out of that overdose situation and until we can get medics on scene and hand them over to you know better and more advanced care
0: what are the symptoms uh are there time between symptoms and death when somebody takes uh, fentanyl
1: you know uh fentanyl is pretty uh rapid and it's really just a matter of uh it slows your body down to the point where you're not breathing anymore and obviously if you're not breathing you you only have minutes uh, before you get to the point where, uh, you know, life is no longer sustained. And so that's why it's important to, uh, if someone is experiencing Narcan or, uh, excuse me, a Fentanyl. Fentanyl overdose or any type of overdose that they summon emergency medical assistance quickly. Call 911. Uh, deputies and law enforcement throughout the area have that Narcan in with them so that they can respond quickly. And typically we can get there within a few minutes, get those uh, doses of Narcan on board, and then continue to support life-saving measures until we can get uh, medics, paramedics, and ambulance on scene. Do we see much drug use in schools? You know, um, I think that uh, the risk is always there. Um, High schoolers throughout time um, often are experimenting, they're trying to figure out um, their peer pressure, they're going to events sometimes where these types of substances are around and available. And, and so I think the risk is just, uh, you know, you don't know what you're taking. We want um, everyone to be safe when it comes to this type of product. And so it's, um, we don't want anyone to use drugs, but there is an enhanced risk with fentanyl and, and what it is and how potent it is. Um, and really just touching it can be enough to expose you to the point where um, you could fall unconscious and so you know we're concerned about law enforcement um, being out in the public interacting with people that have this on them you know we want to have gloves we have narcan with us to not only potentially uh, um, use it on our our own selves but then have it in the car have it on us to go and respond to calls quickly uh, in coordination with paramedics to save lives
0: Going back to the schools, school resource officers, are there Deschutes County Sheriff's officers that
1: are involved in that? Absolutely. So the Sheriff's Office has th- three full-time school resource deputies. Uh, we have a school resource, resource deputy dedicated to the Lapine, uh, Lapine area, uh, one in Sisters for the Sisters School District. And then we have one that um, takes part-time between Ben Lapine Schools and then um, also the Redmond School District. So Sheriff's Office takes care of Sisters Lapine, and then we have Terrebonne. Uh, elementary Tumalo elementary buckingham elementary and bend and then three rivers in uh, the sun river area what are their uh duties as a school resource officer yeah so uh our our school resource deputies are all experienced deputies that apply for and want to be a school resource deputy and so then they're they're uh you know school safety and student safety is obviously their number one priority and concern but they're also just uh interacting with the students they do classes they work with uh, the school administration they work with parents um, should any uh, problems or behavioral issues arise uh, if they're responsible for keeping the school safe and, and working with administration to make sure that the building is secure uh, they'll respond to anything nearby that is suspicious uh, uh, we've also asked our, our patrol deputies right now uh, just because of everything going on in the country, you'll you'll see an extra presence around all the schools that the sheriff's office uh, responds to. Uh, you're just gonna see a car out front. you're gonna see a deputy in the front walking or you know waving and greeting the kids. We just want everyone to feel safe. And so uh, that increased presence hopefully makes the the students feel safe, makes the parents feel better. All the deputies, well, I I won't guess most of the deputies have students in schools. And so, you know, we have the same uh, interest in keeping the schools safe and our students safe, um, just like every parent does. And so uh, we really have worked hard this school year to be present um, and and make everyone feel safe.
0: It's been a month since the city of Bend experienced uh, the tragic mass shooting, if you will, two fatalities in that. so the Sheriff's Office was there. Ben Police took the lead on that, and did a remarkable job. But the Sheriff's Office was there as well. All law enforcement was there. Have you guys uh, made any adjustments since that time?
1: You know, uh, I know we're still working through the response uh, and and the co- coordination and collaboration that happened. And I think that that uh, tragic incident, shows the remarkable uh, cooperation between our law enforcement agencies. Um, And in that case, I mean, that was countywide. Um, All the agencies participated. And even uh, last week with the shooting investigation off of Highway 97 around Young Avenue, it was uh, a cooperation between the Oregon State Police and the Sheriff's Office. Redmond Police were there. Bend Police were there. And so um, we always want to learn. We always debrief and want to do better. Um, But I think these... These recent examples show the partnerships, the relationships between the law enforcement agencies, and how well they work together to keep the community safe.
0: Hopefully, that uh, won't have to be called on quite as often. But we we understand um, the. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you too. I, I know you probably don't not your department specifically. You guys run a lot of vehicles, and gas prices have shot up in the last week. How do you account for that? Is that you know in budget?
1: Yeah. uh, So our patrol division drives a million miles a year. We have 3,055 square miles in Deschutes County, uh, and we have a lot of miles to cover in call response, and we respond to every call for service. Uh, We budget a year in advance for for everything in the Sheriff's Office budget, including fuel, and um, this is something that was prepared for. We did uh, plan in advance. For that increased fuel cost and um, right now we're doing okay
0: all right and then coming up uh, october 15th there's a shred event those seem to be pretty popular
1: yeah our shred events are popular uh we have four of them a year last uh our last one in sisters was overwhelmingly popular hadn't actually uh, planned for that how popular it was and so Uh, We've ramped up. We're looking to make sure that we don't have that where we have to turn people away again. So adding a shred truck um, or a storage ability to make sure we're taking in all the shred that people want to turn in. As you know, the Sheriff's Office is customer service oriented. We want to take care of our community. And uh, we're getting prepared for our October 15th shred event in Terrebonne.
0: All right. Captain William Bailey, Deschutes County Sheriff's Office. Thanks very much for being in. Nope. Thanks for uh, letting me come and chat with you. Have a great day. You take care.